Let us stand that God's blessings might be invoked upon these gifts. All things. And of thine own have we prepare for our praise dances followed by our choir. Just the praise dance.
me walk closer. Hallelujah. Glory. Father God, we thank you for this holistic worship. We've been blessed by praise dancers. We've been blessed by praise singers. And now, God, we want to praise you for your word. Move by your spirit. Convict, convince, if need be, convert. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, amen. Church, amen again. We give honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to our fellow co-laborers in the gospel, and to all of our officers, members, and friends. We greet you in the name that is above every name. This morning we'll be preaching from an oldie but a goodie. Luke chapter 15, act like you have some sense. Act like you have some sense. Luke 15, verse 17a, and it says, And when he came to himself, he said, some translations, And when he came to his senses, act like you have some sense. One of the strongest plots in the movie industry oftentimes is the homecoming and return of a lost refugee, a lonely prisoner of war, or the liberation of a missing child. Once the loss is found, Rejoicing always follows. And here in Luke chapter 15 is a well-known parable, an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And this parable is one of the famous parables of all the parables spoken by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is a trilogy of sorts, three separate stories, all binding together a common purpose. And when you look at this trilogy in Luke chapter 15, it deals with the lost sheep, which a shepherd a loving shepherd goes to find the shepherd is Jesus Christ who said I came to seek and to save that which was lost he finds the straying sheep and puts the sheep over shoulders with love and care and carries him back to the flock and once he gets back to the flock there is great joy the second trilogy is a woman with ten silver pieces of uh, coins, set, set, uh, uh, ten silver coins, and she loses one. 
And in those days, houses had no windows, so when she lost the coin, she had to get a lamp, a lantern, light it, and search the house for the coin while sweeping to find the coin. That light is the Holy Spirit. We can never be found without enlightenment of the Holy Spirit. It is He that opens up our eyes. Yeah. And then the third in our text is the third part of this trilogy, The Lost Son. And we see a loving father who represents God the Father. He had two sons, and one was rebellious, one was religious, and he waits lovingly and patiently for the son to return. But if we're going to really understand comprehensively the parable, this parable was prompted by a purpose. And the purpose is in verse 1 and 2 where Jesus drew near unto him uh, all the publicans and sinners to hear him. And the Pharisees, verse 2, and scribes murmured saying, this man, talking about Jesus, receives sinners and he eats with them and he spake this parable unto them, that is, he was being ridiculed by the religious leaders for getting too close to no good, dirty sinners. Hmm. Luke 5, don't turn, 29 to 31, depicts a similar story where Levi, the tax collector, we know as Matthew, when he got saved, Jesus told him to follow him. Matthew threw a big dinner party for Jesus. The dinner party is for Jesus. And he invites prostitutes, tax collectors, sinners to the party. And while they're all sitting at the table and sitting in the presence of Jesus, they're laughing with Jesus. And these religious leaders look in, they wouldn't dare go in, and they say, how can he eat with such dirty, no good, low down, sinners. Jesus said, those, amen, who need a physician are sick. Those who need not a physician are well. I've come to heal sinners. I didn't come for the righteous. The purpose is that Jesus fashions this parable because they are accusing him of being a friend of sinners. Now, let me stop pausing apart because I think that we who are saved ought to be friends of sinners. This little separation thing we do is, is interesting. The Bible says, come out from among them. 
Be ye separate, saith the Lord. He's talking about your lifestyle, your works. But if you're salt and light, you have to be an example. And you are strategically placed wherever you work, wherever you go, by God. It's not God's will for light to be with light all the time. Light has got to be in the midst of darkness so they can let their light so shine. And, 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 and so one of the things that we need to understand, we, we too need to be close, caring, and corrective in our counseling and yet not become, watch this now, contagious with their sin. Well, I said a mouthful now. That is that if I work with all unbelievers who are going to hell, I need to be close. I need to be caring. I need to be corrective in my counsel to them. Can I get a witness? That if you don't get saved, you're going to hell. You need to be born again. You need Jesus in your life. But I don't need to get so close that I become contagious with their sin. Do I have a witness? And, and, and what Jesus begins to do, he begins in this parable, this powerful parable, amen, to talk about this third part of the parable. And in each case, when that which was lost was found, there was joy. In fact, he goes on to say, amen, there's, there's joy by the angels in heaven over one soul that repents. Now, what will we do? Can I get a witness? If the church shouted every time somebody got saved, we would be matching the joy of the angels. But in our lackadaisalness uh, attitude, in, in, in our lethargic ways, oh, that's nice. We, we don't get excited about the right thing. We rather get excited about some worldly singer who's going to hell that's well known, some rap artist who's going to hell. We rather get excited about things the world would get excited about and not the things that the saints ought to get excited about. You, you ought to be excited this morning, just if, if you save, just the fact you ain't going to hell. All right. That, that, that Jesus, Jesus. Jesus told his disciples when he gave them power over demonic spirits, and they, they said, wow, we got power to cast out demons. Jesus said, don't get too excited about that. Here's what you ought to get excited about, that your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. That, that's what you ought to get excited about, that God snatched you out of hell with smoke still in your garments, that, 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 that God had mercy on you, grace is love you don't deserve, mercy is not giving you what you do deserve, that God is a merciful God. He woke me up this morning. He started me on my way. My children are alive and well. Can I get a witness? And, and, and stop becoming a victim in the valley and start shouting on the mountaintop because the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. Instead of pouting, start praising. Can I get a witness? That, 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 that Jesus lays out this parable, beginning in the 11th verse, about a young man who comes to his senses. 
Now, let me, let me throw some things in real quick before we move on. I know we have five senses. I'm going to use five senses in this text. But the fact of the matter is, most of us do not come to our senses until years of turmoil have passed. It's almost like it's too late. I used to hear them old men in the 50s be on the corner playing checkers in South Philly saying, man, if I knew now what I knew then. Can I get a witness? And we said the same thing, man, if I could go back, you can't go back. Can I get a witness? Well, why was it that we couldn't pick it up at the time we were going through? Because you never would have believed it in the first place. See, after you go through something, some through the water, some through the flood, some through the fire, all in the blood. Ah, ah, amen. And tribulations brings patience, and patience brings experience, and that experience brings hope. That, 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 that when you begin to look at the fact that the Bible says, and this son, this son, this son, this son came to his senses. I want to look at five sensible things in this text. First, we see a sense of remorse. Verse 13, 15, 13. Stay there with me now. 12 says, and the younger of them, a certain man had two sons. Notice in a parable, there are no names. The reason there's no names is because the people by name is not important. The principle is. There, 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 a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that faileth, falleth to me. Now let me stop, because you might think that there was a bank, a bank account in his name, and the father gave him the goods. No, no, no. The story, what the story depicts is that when he, when he had two sons, the younger son would get one-third of all that the father had when he died. And the older son would get two-thirds. What the younger son is saying is, Dad, I wish you were dead. Now give me what belongs to me. I want you to see what this verse really means. And the father does not react. He divided unto them, both of them, one-third, two-thirds, his whole living. Are you getting me? Verse 13 says, and not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. The word wasted in the Greek means destruction. Now, let me stop Paulson Park because I believe that with every art is an A associated, and we, we see a sense of remorse, verse 13, that means agonizing. There are some things we have done in life that now we look back, we still agonize over them. They bring a sense of agony. That is, too many people can go back and repeat what they did because they never agonized. I heard a drug counselor tell a drug addict, you know why you keep going back getting high? I said, why? Because you haven't hit rock bottom yet. 
It's when you hit rock bottom with no more excuses, no more outlets. When you hit rock bottom, you start to agonize. Do I have a witness? And see, this, this, this agony he's talking about, this, this downturn in verse 13, and not many days after the younger son gathered all together, took a journey, lost fellowship, wasted everything, lost finances, with riotous, immoral living. Are you getting this? That, 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 that Jesus said in the Beatitudes, he said, blessed are those that mourn over their sin. When we agonize over our sins, yeah, when we understand the great cost of our sins, there, there, is, there is a remorse of sorts that we ought to agonize as Christians over our sins, over our self-centeredness, over our lack of submission to the Lord, over our service and support to the ministry. We ought to be agonizing when we understand there's been a loss. Hmm. He did all this with riotous living. Nobody could talk to him. Nobody could counsel him. Nobody could stop him. Hmm. I have made mistakes in my life that I still agonize over. In fact, everybody here has made mistakes. Nobody here is mistake free. We made mistakes in our marriage. We made mistakes with our children. We made mistakes with our finances. We made mistakes all over. We, we've made mistakes. And, 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 it's, and it's here that as this young man is ah, in the state of remorse and he cannot feel the remorse until everything is gone. I've seen guys in my lifetime get out of jail in June and go right back in July. The fact of the matter is, is that when we hit rock bottom, when we failed with a capital F, and there's no place to go, we wake up. We wake up. Let the doctor tell you, you have an incurable disease, and if you eat any more ice cream, you're going to die. We will take briars off of the shopping list. Can I get a witness? Y'all ain't praying with me. You say, well, I, I, I tried to stop eating that. It's just so hard. Let, let the ultimatum be that you leave in the air. Can I get a witness? Or you put another joint in your mouth, you're going to die. You put, you put some more crack up your nose, you're going to die. Oh, I'm preaching up in this place. You don't tie to the church, you're going, I can't say that. <laughs> let, 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 let the alternative 
be that powerful and we find the power to stop. We find the power to stop. I, I, I wish I had my statistics with you on venereal disease. They are alarming. Certain cities, yeah, alarming. One out of every two people are carriers and don't know it. Mm-hmm. Trying to keep somebody zipped up. Oh, just, just listen. If every, every, you, you look at those alarming figures and child of God, you, you will soon understand that this is nothing to play with. Can I get a witness? That, that there are so many airborne diseases going around. You got to be careful. You got to, amen, you got to watch what you touch and watch where you go and, amen, watch who you kiss and, oh, I'm preaching them in this place. Can I get a witness? Thank you, Jesus. And the fact of the matter is, is that uh, this young man was agonizing. Look at verse, women, 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 women. Verse 13 says, he wasted his substance with riotous living. That, that, that means, eat, drink, and be merry, tomorrow we die. That means fun and failure. No substance. None. And I don't care how much you counsel your kids. I counsel my kids. I don't care how much we counsel youth in the church. Somebody wants to step out and try it for themselves. Can I get a witness? You cannot go against the principles of Jesus Christ. You cannot go against the principles of the Word of God and think that God is going to make you an exception clause. Do I have a witness? The fact, the fact of the matter is, is that uh, Scripture is there for a warning. And, 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 and so we see, we, see, we see a sense of, listen... Uh, remorse, but verse 14, we see a sense of regret. 14 and 15, look what it says. And when he had spent all, God accommodated it with a famine in the land, and he began to be in want. Now, I don't know if you've ever wanted, I mean wanted, and wanted. Yeah, I, I, well, I grew up in the 50s, and listen, man. I remember eating mustard sandwiches. Two pieces of bread with mustard in between. You say, where was the bologna? It ran out. <laughs> we ran out of bologna. Or a mayonnaise sandwich. I went around one friend's house, he made a sugar sandwich. Two pieces of bread with sugar. They used to bring banana sandwiches to school. And child of God, if you've ever been in one, Lord have mercy. How many of y'all went to bed hungry? Ever. Look at that. See, that's what's wrong. See that? When you go to bed and your, and your stomach is talking, there's nothing in it. Can I get a witness? There's no food in the cupboard. There's no money in your pocket to go buy food. Do I have a witness? You, you, you let yourself get in a state of want. Yeah. And child of God, and he went and joined himself to a citizen, verse 15, of that country, and he sent him in the fields to feed swine. 
Now this is a Jewish story. How do you tell a Jew, go eat a pulled pork sandwich? How do you tell a Jew to go get some barbecue ribs? Mm. The inference is that he's in such want that he's willing to go all the way down on his belief system. That this sense of regret, what is regret? It's the, here's my A, acknowledgement of mistakes made without, here it is, denial. Some men's in denial is sick. How you doing? Fine. Praise the Lord. How's the marriage? Great. How's the kids? Great. <laughs> You're lying. It's okay to say I'm struggling in my marriage. The kids got on my last nerve. Amen. I don't know where my next meal is coming from. I'm struggling. See, child of God, here's what I want you to see. That when we acknowledge that mistakes have been made selfishly. He left home. He disrespected his father. He woefully made havoc of his life. He made bad decisions. Stop! Boy, I made some stupid decisions in my life. Real dumb. So I'm, I'm hyped up on telling people, watch your decisions. They will come back and haunt you. Won't they come back and haunt you? Pray about everything. Don't move out in any direction on your own because you can't see everything. Do I have a witness? When you pray to God, God knows the future. He sees everything. Can I get, remember that fish underwater? Fish is swimming and he sees this juicy worm hanging under the water. What? It's what the fish does not see. When he hooks on to the worm, he gets hook, line, sinker, and frying pan. And, and some of these things that look good to you and look appealing to you, wait till you get it. You got something on your hands. Whole lot of folk done got married up in church and they got something on their hands. The bewitching hour. Can I get a witness? Yeah, they got more than they bargained for because they made a decision with the wrong criteria. Do I have a witness up in the house? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and when you, when you, listen, I'm, I might as well throw this out parenthetically. When you go date some new person, you don't know if yeah, that person is a liar. You don't, you don't know if they habitual liar. You don't know anything about, you only know what they told you. And I learned they don't tell it all. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, nobody tells it all. Can I get a witness? And the reason God can't get the glory because we don't tell the whole story. If we ever told the whole story, God would get all the glory. I was no good. I was dirty. I was down. I was a, a drunk. I was a dope addict. I was messed up. I was crooked. I'm, come on, talk back to me. But God, who's rich in mercy. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so we see a sense of regret. Look what it says. Not only bad decisions, but the bad decisions cause him to make bad directions. We took some bad directions, didn't we? Hmm? And, and here, here's the one thing. 
The one thing we cannot get back is time. You mess up, you stay out there, God forgives you. You come back to God, He forgives you, but you can't get back time. The clock keeps on ticking. You can't get it back. So while he's out here sowing those, while he's out here doing his thing, ah, the Bible says he spent all, he, amen, squandered all. Regret reminds us of a prior action. Regret reminds us of a, rational, a rationalization of error. Regret returns, amen, me to a past condition. When I say I'm regretful, old lady told me when I first started passing 25 years ago, she said, son, she said, let me tell you something. All my experience in church, I've been in church all my life. When you die, all truth will come out. I didn't understand, son. What do you mean by that? She said, well, when you laying out in a casket, that's when we're going to really know how many kids you got. <laughs> well, he was my daddy. He was my daddy. He was. We're going to find the truth out then, Doc. We're going to find the truth. I told him this morning, somebody stay around that casket and they ain't immediate family more than two minutes crying. Something wrong, Doc. You, you better go get them, pull them in. <laughs> Who is he and what is he to you, right? <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it. We, see, remorse is agonizing. Regret is acknowledging. Not being in denial. Two minutes in denial. There's nothing wrong with me. I can tell when you don't take your medicine. I, I mean, I'm sitting up here looking at y'all. I'm sitting up here. I, I can tell you. Just as bad as a fruitcake. Oh, God. Dance up and down the aisle, shout, and then call the church on Monday. Okay. It's all right. Look at the steps of this prodigal. There, there is not only a sense of remorse and a sense of regret, but we third see a sense of repentance. Here, here's the corresponding A. What is repentance? It's an about face. I was in the military seven years. Look, bow face. It means you are totally turned in another direction. It's not your GPS system that says recalculating every two minutes. It's a total turn. Repentance is not crying. We have cried and lied while we were crying. You know, you, three minutes ain't going to go past before you do it again. You know what repentance is? You going north, now you go south. 
What causes repentance? We see it in verse 16 and 17. Repentance is the decision of a changed life. It's a sorrow for sin. It's a recognition of one's rebellion. And, 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 and we saw it in Jacob. Jacob the supplanter. Jacob the slickster came out of his mother's womb. Slick. Outflicked his father. Outflicked his mother. Outflicked his uncle. He was the man. He was as deceptive as the devil. And then God got him. Had a dream at night with angels going up and down a ladder. An escalator, Jesus Christ pre-incarnate at the top. He saw the glory of God. He woke up. He had fear in that place. Then God came down in the person of Jesus Christ pre-incarnate and wrestled with David all night and threw his hip out of socket and renamed him Israel. You're no longer Jacob, you're Israel. That is... In order for God to turn us completely around, sometimes he's got to hurt us to help us. That's why the Bible says in everything, give thanks. Even the bad, the good, the bad, and the ugly, even the stuff that seems to hurt, thank God for it. You don't understand. God's got a much greater, amen, analysis of what needs to be done in your life. God will let you go down and pull you back up. Can I get a witness? God, God will hurt you to help you. God will wound you, amen, to let you get wisdom. We saw it in David when he committed his horrible sin with Bathsheba. I, I don't think you ever walked through his sin. Now, we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but... David is king. The Israelites are at war. Joab is his general. David, because of his midlife crisis, should have been at war, but he was at home. Amen. Walking his balcony. Can I put this thing together? David had 13 wives. Solomon had 700. Abraham had about four. Ha! Why did I say that? <laughs> and so listen. <laughs> so David is walking the balcony. And sees this beautiful woman half-dressed. Her name is Bathsheba. Beautiful. David sends for Bathsheba. He's the king. She comes. He lays with another man's wife. Much more than adultery. He then, to cover up his sin, because the woman got pregnant, See, it ain't just the sin, it's the cover-up. <laughs> Can I get a witness? To cover up his sin, he calls Joab and says, sends a message to Joab, Uriah the Hittite is in your army, he's fighting, bring him back to the land. Uriah comes, yes, my Lord, and bows to David. He says, go into your wife and make love to her. Uriah, who was a righteous man, said, king, uh, my lord and my king, I can't do that because my fellow men are at war. I need to be with them. 
it's not right for me to go home. And, and so the cover-up didn't work. So then he calls Joab and says, put him at the forefront of the battle so he can get killed. So he not only committed uh, adultery, he committed murder. He lied. Are you getting this? And, and, and the Bible says that God spoke to Nathan, the prophet, and said, listen, go tell David a little story that a man had one ewe lamb, just one. Turn your neighbor and say, just one. And he had the man murdered so he could t take his one ewe lamb. David got upset and said, who is it? And Nathan said, thou art the man, David. David was caught by God, and that's where Psalm 51 comes from, where David said, I have sinned against God, created me. A clean heart, renew a right spirit within me. Lord, I'm no good. I'm messed up. I'm, Lord, I should be in hell. Lord, Lord, you remember? And, and then Nathan comes. Oh, this blows me away. Nathan comes to David and says, wait a minute, David, but God has put away your sin. Because when God put away David's sin, he wasn't looking at David. He would have killed David. He was looking at Calvary. He, he was looking at Jesus when he put away his sin. Do I have a witness? And every time God looks at you and you, and you are saved, he's looking at Jesus. And Jesus died for all your sins. And because he died for all your sins, God is willing to pardon you. And God is willing to forgive you. And God, I'm preaching now, God is willing to cover up your stuff. But you can't keep going back to the well. Can I get a witness? Somebody needs to preach it. You, if, if, yeah, yeah, hallelujah. You can't keep going back to the well. And so there is a sense of repentance. Look at verse 16. He would, he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat. Now let me stop. These, these husks cannot be consumed by our digestive system. What a pig can eat, you can't eat. Two different digestive systems. Are you getting this? But the man was so hungry, he says, digestive system or not, I'm just that hungry. I'll eat what the pigs ought to be eating. Can I get a witness? Look at verse 17. And when he Amen. And no man gave him anything. By the way, and go tell your children when they keep throwing up in your face about their friends. Friends only last as long as you can bring something to the table. Can I get a witness? Only your mother and father is going to feed you when you don't deserve it. Only, on, only a mother's love is going to take care of, of you. Can I get a witness? Oh, oh, only a mother's love can cover everything. Look at this. Look at verse 17. And when he came to his senses, when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father have bread enough to spare, and I'm perishing with hunger? Let me tell you, let me, let me say something about this matter of repentance. There was a time in my spiritual life when I got to the point where I said, no more. It doesn't mean that I became perfect. We all sin all the time. But I, made, I had a made up mind. 
that because of the agony and acknowledgement and the about face, I wasn't going back to where I came from. I, I ain't going back now. I can't go back. I won't go back. I refuse to go back. Can I get a witness? There, 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 there is just no chance. I, I, by, by, by the grace of God, we are kept. By the power of God, Peter told us of salvation. I just can't go back to that worldly life. Come on now, of immorality and come on now, cheating and come on now and, 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 and come on now, being messed up in the world. Can I get a witness? I, yeah, some, some of y'all have come too far by faith. Can I get, you, you, you just won't go back. Couldn't go back, won't go back. Hey, refuse to go back to that life of yesteryear. Remember you was in college? Yeah, don't get, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get quiet now. Can I get a witness? Hey, 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 man, remember what you did? Remember where you went? Remember how you did it? Well, when you get saved, the Lord pulls you out of that stuff. He, 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 he yanks you. He yanks you out. You are not a dog to go back to the vomit. Can I get a witness? You can't, and I'm sick of these folk talking about, yeah, I got saved 10 years ago, and you're living in open, unadulterated, unrepentant sin. You a liar from the pit. When you get saved, can I get a witness? Oh, you can mess up, you can fall, you can fail, but you cannot go back. You cannot go back, you cannot. John says they went out from us because they was never of us. Can I get a witness? You cannot go back to sin and, 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 and listen, the satisfaction of sin. First of all, sin won't satisfy you no more. I'm a witness. Can I get a witness? Sin will never bring the pleasure it used to bring before you met Jesus Christ. Because you had a sin nature. And a sin nature hooked to sin is, a, 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 amen, that's ecstasy. Can I get it? But now you got another nature on the inside. you got the Holy Spirit on the inside. And sin grieves him. Can I get a witness? And you can't grieve him. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, nor quench the Spirit of God. You can't bring sin into your presence and have peace and be blessed and have power. You just can't do it, child of God, because when you got saved, God changed your appetite. Can I get a witness? He gave you new taste buds. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. The Lord gave, he put your feet in a sure place. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He delights in his way. You can't go back and do what you used to do, how you used to do it, when you used to do it. You're talking about, well, you know what? I need a hit. A hit won't help you now. Because you're not fighting against flesh and blood, but you're fighting against principalities, powers, dominions, and thrones. All you got to do is put on the whole arm of God. Can I get a witness? And you can fight that devil. You can stand. You can throw up your shield of faith. Pull out your sword of the spirit. You can talk back. Fight back. You, you don't have to look back. Can I get a witness? You've got power. In the name of Jesus, you can pull out strongholds. You can pull out habits. You can pull out hell. You can pull out harm. Can I get a witness? Because you are interconnected with the Spirit of God. Can I get a witness? And no weapon formed against you shall prosper. But see, you got to know that you know that you know. You got to pronounce the promises of God. Satan, you a liar. The truth's not in you. I'm a child of the King. Can I get? I'm a 
royal priesthood. I'm a, I'm a holy nation. I'm a peculiar people. And Jesus has got all power in his hands. Can I get a witness? You got to know that you know that you know that you know. You can look at sin and say, sin, I don't need you no more. In the name of Jesus Christ, get thee hence. Can I get a witness? But child of God, you got to do an about face. Check it out. We don't only see a sense of remorse, regret, repentance, but we see a sense of return. Look at the arrival, 1719. And when he came to his senses himself, he started talking. Look at verse 18. I will arise and go back to my father. And will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven. Now, heaven is a euphemism for God. I've sinned against you, God, and before thee. Verse 19, I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of your hired servants. Are you praying with me? You see, listen, amen, when you understand that he went, verse 15, and worked against his own values. You know, one of the signs that you're getting ready to return to the Lord is that you can't go against certain values. You, you start saying out there in the world, you know what, I, I got to get back. I wouldn't raise this way. Can I get a witness? I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't brought up this way. I, my mother and father didn't teach me. Lord, have mercy this way. Won't sin make you talk to yourself? Huh? Won't, won't, won't sin have a loudspeaker? Won't, won't, won't sin make you, amen, agonize and acknowledge and do an about face? Oh, yes, it will. Sin, sin will make you get up, amen, and go back home. He, verse 16, was hungered. He woke up. He remembered. Verse 18, he got up. I'll arise. Verse 19, I will say to him, he's practiced what he's going to say. He became hungry. He, he woke up. He remembered. He got up. Hey, he started back. He humbly, amen, made himself a hired servant. And when you're on your way back, you're already thinking, amen, in a humble way, Lord, here's what I'm going to do. Can I get a witness? I've been out here long enough. I've been laying up long enough. I've been drinking long. I've been getting high long enough. I've been, I've been in sin long. Lord, I gotta get back home. I gotta, this is the homecoming. I gotta turn around and I gotta go back home. Can I get a witness? And let me tell you the one that's drawing you. It's the Holy Spirit. This son is the elect son. Can I get a witness? The religious son is not elect. The religious son is not even saved. He just serves in church, but he don't know the Savior. Can I get a witness? He said, you didn't throw me a party. Can I get a witness? He's a victim and not a victor. Do you hear what I'm saying this morning? But child of God, here's what I want you to see. We see a sense of rejoicing as we close. Acceptance. As we agonize, acknowledge, about face, arrive back in God's will, we then must accept his forgiveness and love. But when he was a great way off, Lord have mercy. Verse 20, his father saw him and had compassion on him 
and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven. And in thy sight, I am no more worthy to be called thy son. But, look at this conjunction. As the boy is confessing his sin, God breaks in. The father breaks in with a but. I'm so glad the father decided to break in. Notice God's forgiveness does not wait for a full confession. Notice our God rewards repentance and return. He says, I will, yeah, put a robe on him, which is a covering. Don't you know we're covered in the blood? Can I get a witness? Put a ring on him, which is part of the covenant. Put, a, put sandals on his feet, which is part of closeness. Kill the fatted calf, which is uh, a part of the celebration. Why are we celebrating? Check it out. But the father said to his servants, bring forth 23, 22, excuse me, the best robe. Put it on him. Put a ring on his hand. Put shoes on his feet. And bring the fatted calf and kill it. Why are we doing all this? Verse 24. For my son was dead. But now he's alive. He was blind. But now he sees. Can I get a witness? Yeah, he was lost. But now he's found. Can I get a witness? I'm so glad that Jesus found me. I'm so glad that Jesus drew me. I'm so glad that Jesus saved me. It wasn't luck. It wasn't coincidence. It wasn't experience. I didn't find Jesus. Jesus found me. Can I get a witness? He always knew me. He saved me before the foundation of the world. He predestined me. He called me. He elected me. He chose me. He adopted me. Can I get a witness? He did all that, and I didn't ask him to do one thing. Can I get a witness? So by the time I get the glory, I need to praise him for who he is and praise him for what he's done. Can I get a witness? In my fornication, he pulled me out. Hey, don't get quiet now. In my, in my getting high, drinking, cussing, partying, he pulled me out. Can I get a witness? He said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Can I get a witness? The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my refuge. He's my strength. He's my rock. He's my, yeah, he's my redeemer. Can I get a witness? That's why I praise him. Because he pulled me out of the miry clay. Set my feet on a rock to stay. Put a new song in my mouth, even praise. Can I get a witness? Well, Raymond, uh, when did you decide to get saved? I didn't. All I know is that my time in the world was up. All I know is my time of getting high was up. All I know my time in sin was up. And the Lord called me. And whom he calls, he sanctifies. And whom he sanctifies, he justifies. And whom he justifies, he glorifies. Say yeah, I'm a new creature in Christ. New hands, new feet. New mind, new heart. The Lord is good. Any good? Any good? You need to come 
to your senses. You need to agonize. You need to acknowledge. You need to do an about face. You need to arrive back in, in God's presence. And you need, yeah, you need to accept His love. He's a mighty loving God. Jesus is friend to the sinner. Can I get a witness? He died for my sins. Didn't he die? He died on the cross till the heavens shook. He died till the sun went out. He died till the moon started hemorrhaging. He died till the earth started reeling and rocking. He died to a Roman centurion and said, Surely this was the Son of God. But early, I said, early, early, Sunday morning, Jesus got up with all power in his hands. Did he get up? He got up. We got up. Say it. That was slain. Why don't you come to your senses? If you keep going the way you're going, you're going to hell. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to harm yourself. You're going to hook yourself up. You need to agonize. Acknowledge, about face, arrive, and accept. Jesus did all this for you and for me. But you can't agonize till you hit rock bottom. All doors have got to be shut. All options have got to be closed. This is the day of salvation. I need to give my life to Christ and let him do whatever he wants to do with me. Can I get a witness? Let's stand on our feet this morning. As every head is bowed, every eyes closed. If you know you need to be saved, like this prodigal son, I just want you to raise your hand. That's all. Just raise your hand. I want to give my life to Jesus. I see your hands. If your hands is raised, come on up front. You need to give your life to Jesus. Or perhaps you want to join the church or Christian experience. Raise your hands. Raise your hands. Raise your hands. Come on, brother. Love you, man. 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 Come on. Hey, brother. Love you, man. Come on down here. Come on down here. Come on. Down here. Come on. Come on. You need to come right now. Yes. You need to come right now. Come to Jesus, honey. There you go. Thank you, baby. Come on. There another. You want to give your life to Christ? Or you want to join the church in the Christian experience? I want you to come right now. Come. You need to come. Don't put it off. You need to come. You need to come. Jesus wants you to come. You've tried. You've tried everything else. Now try Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. There another? Can I get any of you to come? Give your heart to Jesus Christ. You'll never regret the decision. Come on. Anybody? 
anybody need to be saved. Come on out. He died for your sins. He was buried. He rose again. He's God's only begotten son. He's the son of God and he's God the son. Will you come? Are you saved, brother? There another? There another? Come on, brother. Bless the Lord. Thank you. Come on. Come on. Praise Jesus. Thank you, man. There another? Come on. Now listen. I'm going to let you go. The Bible says the angels are shouting over one sinner that repents. Now let me talk to the people of God, the church of God, the saved of God. You and I also must agonize things in our lives that God has pointed out. Acknowledge them. Do an about face, arrive at his will, and accept his remedy. Are you getting this? Listen, I'm a witness. People I went to high school with, South Philadelphia High, many of them are dead. Many of them in jail for life. Are you getting this? Why did you spare me? Grace, love you don't deserve. Look at your life. How many people you grew up with are gone? Blown out of their mind in a padded room, don't know who they are. You're no better than they are. God has shown you great mercy. Let's get the Lord a hand clap for his mercy. Get the Lord a hand clap for his grace. I'm going to ask all of you to follow the ministers, please. Thank you for coming up. Church, amen. Let's get the Lord a hand clap. Come on. Go with the ministers. Go with the ministers. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Love you. Praise Jesus. Come on, brother. Follow him. Follow him. Follow him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this parable of powerful grace. That even when we've messed up, when we've gone out in our riotous living, in our disobedient, defiance ways, that you sent the tow truck called the Holy Ghost to come and get us. Thank you that you are healing us, helping us, giving us greater hope. But help us to be friends of sinners like Jesus, who could get close, care, correct in his counsel and not be contagious with their sin. As we leave this place, but never your presence, Make us a light. We confess and acknowledge we can do nothing without you. Keep us by that power divine in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Turn to him and say, neighbor, neighbor, when are you going to come to your senses? God bless you. You are dismissed.